Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm your one of your two hosts, and uh, I'm an alcoholic. Wait, wrong meeting. With me, as always, my good buddy, also an alcoholic, Mysterious Mike Talent. Hey everybody, uh, man, I don't, I don't know if I'm alcoholic. Uh, uh, I would say craft beer enthusiast, IPA drunkard. <laughs> All right, man, I'll take IPA drunkard. <laughs> well, you know, Mike, as the old saying goes, neither of us are alcoholics because we don't go to meetings. This is our weekly meeting, recording a podcast. It is our weekly meeting. I guess, uh, are we supposed to, I don't know, I, I guess we just uh, tell stories about how we were real close to not watching movies, but then we did. Okay, I'll go with that. How we are still standing outside of the movie theaters waiting for them to open, even though they're yes, not. Yes, I, like, I liken it to uh, some of those old commercials for uh, Black Friday where you're just looking in the window and you're just like, open 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 yeah who was it that did that was that jc penny i don't know uh it could be jc i don't know man it was one of the department stores it was like dillard's or jc penny's or sears or something like that which they're all doing wonderful now oh yeah yeah jc penny's uh filed for bankruptcy uh doing great doing great closing several stores right after they gave all their ceos a nice you know bump well, man, you know how it is, man. The top, you got to get your parachute, and it's got to be covered in giant amounts of gold. Clearly. It, it's got to be a a, a 300-foot-long golden parachute. Yeah. I was reading about, uh, I, I don't even remember which CEO it was, but uh, one of these CEOs was retiring, and he was going to get 274000 a month the rest of his life. I mean, how do you even live on that? I mean, that's I just... Know. It's really hard, man. You know, really hard. He he's gonna have to drive the same car at least two or three days a week. Yeah, like he he's only gonna be able to have maybe like three to four cars because you can't you can't have seven cars for each day of the week. Like that's just not enough. Well, it's probably more like airplanes, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you're probably going to have to cut back his private jet to, like, only two, three, four times a a week. Now, do they just go down in numbers? He goes from, like, a G6 to, like, a G4? I'm I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure. (laughs) He just gets a a lower number Gulfstream. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I don't even remember which CEO was, so uh, sorry about that, but... um, I just remember reading it. I was like, man, that's pretty ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd be okay with uh, half of that for a year, let alone that much for a month. I mean, seriously, half of that a year would be life-changing money for me. But, you know, one of these days, Mike, will make it big and we'll be celebrities and everybody will just love us. Yes, it's true. It's true. Very true. So, Mike, You got to believe it, Matt. So, Mike, speaking about celebrities, why don't we talk about one 
for Real Film Nerds podcast episode 171. Mike liked to refer to it in our last pod as Extinction, but it is Extraction starring Thor, a.k.a. Chris Hemsworth. Yes, yes. So, you know, this MCU, Matt, is going to be really challenging, but I'm going to let people wait. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I mean, I don't know anyone in this movie that starred in the MCU whatsoever in just about all of the MCU movies. I mean, no clue. Yeah, this it's a, it's a nail biter. It's a nail biter. Um, So, Matt, do you just want me to go ahead and uh, do the rundown? Hell yeah, I do. All right, so uh, this is Extraction. Uh, this movie uh, was uh, directed by Sam Hargrove, uh, written by Joe Russo, and uh, from the story Andy Parks, uh, Joe Russo, and Anthony Russo. It's starring Chris Hemsworth, uh, Byron Lorum, writer Lorum. I'm going to mess this name up, Matt. Uh, R- Harshish. Jolly Swall, Ovi, Mahajan. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure I screwed that up. Oh no, I think I'm you sorry. nailed it. You just killed it, Mike. <laughs> um, and uh, this movie is about Tyler Rake, a fearless black market mercenary, embarks on the most deadly extraction of his career when he's enlisted to rescue the kidnapped son of an imprisoned international crime lord. All right, Mike. First impressions. Um, this, this is pretty cool. Uh, decent action. The story has been, you know, somewhat done before. I mean, it's been done many times, but, uh, it was entertaining. The story is absolute trash. It's not horrible, but it's not great. It, uh, like you were saying, it's been done before. It's just done in a different location. And instead of, you know, a good person's son being kidnapped. It is a bad person's son being kidnapped. There's lots of elements of lots of other films that were a lot more successful than this one in my book. But the action is quite incredible. I talked about it on the radio this morning. I really, really loved the scene uh, with the car chase. And I know we've talked about car chase scenes a lot recently. Rhythm Section had a really good one. And this one had had a lot of those same elements in it, but on a whole nother level. It, it was rhythm section esque, but better. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a really good car scene. Um, yeah. Well, there's a uh, YouTube video. I talked. I talked about it a little bit earlier today. There's a YouTube video out there where I'm not sure if it was the director or if it was the director of photography or just a camera guy. I, I it, it was someone higher up than just a camera operator literally strapped themselves to the hood of a car to get a lot of those scenes where they're chasing um, that car, Chris Hemsworth's car. And that's dedication. Like not like, you know, building a car, you know, a camera car or anything like that, like straight up just strapped himself to the hood of a car. <laughs> well, I think with uh, where they were shooting, the narrow streets and, and all that stuff, like, I don't think the options were there to do some of the maybe more traditional American type style car chase scenes. So, um, yeah, that was real creative and it, it looked great. 
oh, I thought it was fantastic how they went from being in the car to outside the car to, I mean, it was just, it was very, very fluid. It was, it was almost uh 1917 kind of esque in a way, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. With like kind of the single like shot almost. Yeah. Right. Like, and I know there's some sort of transition. We just, it was so well done. Right. It was, it was by far my favorite scene in this whole film, but the action was good. Um, the acting was fine. I, I don't think there was any like standout acting, but I don't think there was anything that was really awful either. So yeah, I enjoyed hearing Chris Hemsworth actually speak his native uh, accent, like not on like, like, so he was actually just using Australian. He was Australian mercenary, I guess. I mean, they didn't really explain much and they didn't have to, but um, it, it was, it was cool to hear. I mean, not that he talked a lot in this movie, but his, some of his words in it were pretty good. And uh, what'd you think of uh, Hopper in this? He had a small part, and he got taken out pretty quick. Um, it was predictable how he was taken out, but uh, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I didn't expect him to see him in it. Yeah, no, neither did I. I, I didn't expect it because he's not in. I don't think he's in any of the trailers or anything. Really, they didn't really promote him a whole lot. I wonder if he's just in here no. because of his ties with Stranger Things. But he kind of played a more Hopper-esque character in a way because he was a little bit comedic, but he was also kind of offensive at the same time. And he was also kind of aggressive, which is not really Hopper at all. So, Yeah, he was he was on edge. I don't know. That's what it seemed like. His character was on edge. And um, uh, we find out later pretty quickly what, what's going on with, with his character. But um, Yeah, and he cl- clearly only cares about himself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is not a Hopper trait either. So, yeah, he's not like Hopper at all. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What did you think about the uh, location, like the filming location and stuff of this? It's nice, man. It's nice seeing uh, different locations. I like... I like stuff like this. It's it's a nice change of pace than seeing, you know, New York and L.A. all the frickin' time. You know, I, I like it. You know, there's a lot of just the U.S. that could be shooting movies in. I know tax breaks and blah, 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 and getting permits and all that crap. But I also like seeing places I've never been. Like, I'm sure this was shot in India somewhere where I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, it was um, Ahmedabad, India, and uh, Dhaka, Bangladesh. Oh, nice. And so I'm sure they got a lot of the uh, Bollywood actors to you know at minimum be you know um uh extras and things and smaller parts which is nice it's nice bringing in another um film culture into american films i like that because their acting styles are different uh they're they're uh um filming and everything like that is clearly definitely different but this is an american film so it's just yeah. It's nice being, you know, different, having something different somewhere else that's different. And I thought it worked out great. Yeah. I enjoy uh, Netflix, uh, you know, um, funding some of these um, action movies that might not have been made, you know, if Netflix didn't pick them up, like um, the uh, Bright movie. Uh, I don't think you liked that one, Matt, Matt very okay. much, but I, I, I kind of liked it. 
uh, the Will Smith movie. I really liked the story. Um, I thought the story. Well, okay, I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of the story. I really liked the universe that they made and everything around the universe. I thought the story was lackluster, but uh, I, I'm kind of excited that they're doing a sequel to it too. Yeah, um, and like Bird Box and uh, you know Extraction, Six Underground now. Six Underground wasn't the best story, but man, Michael Bay knows how to make an action movie like visually. That movie was like so visually awesome. Everybody <laughs> loves a Bay Bang. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hashtag Bay Bang. All right. Um, uh, let's see, Matt. Um, I need to ask you a question, Matt. What are you drinking? Ah. <sighs> Well, Mike, thanks for asking. I went and hit up the store the other day. I have lots of guilt lifter, and I probably should have gotten something else, but I decided not to. I am giving all my money to Four Peaks Brewing. I picked up one of their summer beers that they, I believe they only sell on tap and in cans. It is a Kolsch-style ale known as Sunbrew. Oh, nice! And it is soft for, for the subtle and radiant. Yeah, is that is that that's uh, coming for the the summer, man? That's nice. Exactly, it's summertime. I wanted a more light summertime beer. Uh, me and my lady friend were grilling the other day, and they had the Sun Brew on sale. I was like, you know what? I haven't had that in a while, and it is summertime. I'm going to get myself a nice summer beer, and it is quite light and delicious. Nice, nice. All right, Mike, go ahead. Remove your koozie. Let's see what you're drinking. All right. So um, Maggie, uh, my uh, wife, was out shopping, and she she saw a deal on a beer that she had tried before, and she was like, oh, we got to get that. So it was a buy one, get one, uh, six packs, and she got this beer. It's called uh, Golden Monkey. It's uh, made by uh, Victory Brewing, and it's a Belgian-style triple. Belgian style triple. Interesting. Did she wear her mask? Oh, absolutely. Did she wear her gloves? Dude, that that looks like a that's a trippy ass freaking logo, man. Wow. Yeah. Um yeah, I think I don't know. She doesn't have gloves. No, no. Gloves are bad, man. They spread disease. Hand sanitizer? Uh, sure. Or did she just crack open a beer and pour it over her hands like, "Ah, oh, it's alcohol." That's what I would have done. Yeah, something like that. I saw a great meme the other day. My friend uh, uh, Victoria, who is uh, as dark and twisted as I am, and I miss working with her. She was a lot of fun. She posted a meme the other day on Facebook, and it's a picture of the um, the Hunger Games girl, you know, doing, was it this, this, that symbol, right? Uh, is that what she does? Well, it was like the districts. Or did she? Yeah, do- there's like the di- there, there's like the districts. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyway, she was doing that little hand symbol thing she does, you know, in in the mockingbird thing. And it's not that, but you know, the mockingjay. Yeah, the mockingjay. Whatever. I'm not sure which one she does it. She probably does it in the first one. And it says, uh, and on the meme it said, uh, um, when you see someone else in the store not wearing a mask, it was pretty funny. <laughs> I laughed for a little while on that one. I was like, yeah, that's dark. <laughs> <laughs> nice it was good <laughs> all right all right i'll 
I'll stop. I'll get back on topic, Mike. I'll get back on topic. Thanks for keeping me in line. So, Mike. Yeah, sorry. Not at all. Do I get to ask my question now? Uh, Why not? Okay. So, Mike, how does Extraction, starring Thor, a.k.a. Chris Hemsworth, relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oh, Matt, that is a wonderful question. I'm so glad that you asked that. And this one is one of the rare ones when I didn't have to look at all. And so, as you've said multiple times already, Chris Hemsworth uh, plays Thor in the movie Thor, The Avengers, Thor Dark World, Avengers Age of Ultron, Thor Ragnarok, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame. So he's in a couple. He's in a couple of the movies. No. I was trying to think if he made a cameo in the second Guardians. Mm, I don't think so. I know. I don't remember. Thor Dark World had a cameo of Captain America. Yeah. But, yeah. Because I remember in Avengers, you know, the, he goes rocking with, you know what? It might have been Ragnarok. I bet you, I think the Guardians made an appearance in uh, Thor Ragnarok is what it was. Something like that. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so uh, this one was uh, this one was very easy, and uh, uh, feel free for us to review as many uh, movies starring major uh, MCU characters as possible. is It's fine with me. Okay, so is that my job? I have to pick really easy MCU movies for you now. No, 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 no. I I think uh, you know uh, talking about next movies, Matt. I was thinking about doing something fun, but I know there's 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 other movies trending, so I don't know, man. I'm Mike, still I'm you not got time. I'm, I'm keep st- thinking about it. We still got to talk about extraction. Uh, 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 okay, think about All right. it. You, we still got we still got time. You don't need to rush. You don't need to rush. There's lots of movies. You know, we could we could do like an MCU movie, and then that's like cheating. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. All right. I'm I'm still thinking about it, Matt. I guess why don't we go into uh uh spoilers for this uh for this movie. Okay. So in my opinion, the best way to describe this movie is it's a blend between John Wick, Saving Private Ryan, and Man on Fire. It's like a combination of like those three movies. Yeah. Yep. Dude, that's a good description. The action is very John Wick-like, especially towards the beginning of the action, when he's first trying to extract the kid. Yeah, the the room scene, the 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 room scene was very John Wicky, right? Or uh, yeah, d- actually, yeah, just the far first, yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah, that whole thing, like when they're when the cops are chasing him and he's like, you know, popping up out of nowhere and like cutting them and you know doing anything and everything throwing them off the roof throw them you know all that stuff i did i did enjoy that uh you know uh a current trend that seems to be continuing which i like unlike our uh favorite 80s and 90s movies where everyone is uh absolutely invincible uh the main characters can be hurt and are hurt and uh 
the the more recent action movies and uh i enjoy seeing that because it's it's much more realistic you know like it's not like a you know besides like a terminator type thing where that's part of the story you know they get shot like five times and they're fine or or you know they have like unlimited ammo but are never reloading kind of stuff I, I enjoyed seeing more realistic stuff. I, I don't know how the ammo use on this was. I didn't see anything too crazy. It seemed like they had to reload quite a bit, but it's I, I like the more realistic take. Um, I've loved like the action in like uh, Atomic Blonde where the fighters got tired. I love that. Like that stuff's so real. Like they're beating the crap out of each other, and then they get tired. A movie that we were just talking about earlier, which was the last movie both of us saw in the theaters, did that. If you remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was one of the no, shining did. moments. Is that the final fight scene? I mean, they're freaking exhausted by the time you know someone finally kills the other person. Yes, and um, that movie was called The Hunt, and I I really liked that style stuff because that's realistic like if you're really fighting for your life you kind of burn it out kind of quick and uh you know who knows what's going on and using the environment and stuff especially in like john wick movies i mean he's always grabbing whatever's around to like you know the pencil uh you know all kinds of you know like whatever yeah it's like deadly that weapon. also calls back to something they were talking about in the dialogue in john wick as well though but um so here's here's yeah the the boogeyman here, yeah um Boob, uh, what are they what, uh, what are they called Bo- oh. yeah Baba Yaga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good times i like that it's just fun to say <laughs> Baba Yaga. um so mike i got a question for you that just popped into my head not planned whatsoever so uh hopefully you can answer it why do you think hollywood is trending more towards more realistic action films do you think it's the influence of john wick or do you think that moviegoers are just getting smarter and demanding more or they're tired of seeing unrealistic films unless it's something sci-fi like terminator or the matrix um I think it's a little bit of fatigue of seeing the same old, same old, like, um, you know, uh, the diehards, the lethal weapons, those are great movies, but you know, they're shooting, you know, 85 bullets out of, a uh, you know, a six shooter. There's some problems. Well, I'll, I'll um, argue a little bit on the diehard. I mean, just a little bit. Yes. He has unlimited ammo, like most eighties and nineties action films, but in diehard, one of the biggest plot points was how he was barefoot and he is injured severely because of the barefoot and he's not invincible. He leaves blood all over the place. Granted, if I stepped on glass as much as he did, I wouldn't be walking at all. I'd be like, Oh, F this. But so I will argue a little bit in favor of Die Hard. All right. All right. So maybe Die Hard wasn't the best to say, like maybe a uh, commando. Oh yeah. Or- definitely. Oh, Rambo uh, or or uh uh I don't think Rambo the first one uh what is it the what it's not called the first blood no is it? the no. first Rambo That's is the called Rambo one. first blood yeah oh oh it is yeah okay so 
yeah, I got confused with the names of Rambo, but a- anyway, especially the latest Rambo, man, which if you've seen is terrible. I have not. I want to um, watch it. It's on Amazon Prime right now. I n- I need oh, to watch so it bad. because you said it's so uh, bad. That it's so I need bad. to entertain myself with that. Uh, maybe we should review it just to talk how bad it is. Anyway, hey, hey, um, you still got time, Mike. You know we're running up on you know almost the end of the pod, but you you can change it. You you still got time to think, sir. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know if I want to subject the audience to this bad movie. That's the problem. Um, but you know the the first Rambo was like you know a lot like it was a really good movie i mean I, they're good in different ways but then the next rambos were more just extreme and just bullets everywhere and just action it was very very action focused where the first rambo is more like he's a drifter and like you know this just going through this town and this this sheriff uh um just messes with him and who rests in peace the actor uh, that played him i'm now of course forgetting his name but recently passed uh yeah uh he's just he just won't let him alone and like all john rambo wants to do is just get on his way he wasn't bothering nobody anyway um it was it was a very different movie than the than its sequels it was more of a true dramatic film i mean it was a very serious dramatic film if you ask me yeah, it was. It was like um, the sequels, they just couldn't resist um, y- using a character that you're somewhat familiar with and just putting him in these situations where it's like 100% action. And because you already watched the first movie, you know enough to be like, oh, okay. So like they can really cut back on the story. Um. But I mean that was okay. I I I like those movies. I mean, grew up watching them. I like them. Uh, you know, the Predators uh, of the world. Like, I love watching that movie. Um, it's I. I mean, I guess the ammo stuff is okay. They run out of ammo. They. I don't know. It's not quite as um, crazy. It's like I just recently watched uh, Commando again. Oh man, dude. There's a scene where he's like going to take on the to go get his daughter where he should reload like 85 times and he doesn't reload like once yeah and and just like (laughs) just like in rambo he's holding a weapon that would be difficult for an average human being to control by themselves hand holding let alone wipe out like 50 people without aiming you know but hey yeah that's what those movies were they were fun you know yeah yeah i mean i guess if it's it's just like the stormtroopers, Matt. Like if they had better aim, there would never be a Star Wars. Fair enough, they would be a lot more successful. The one, all right. If you want to start talking Star Wars, I'm going to leave it alone after this. But <laughs> the one that, that always is just pissed the hell out of me is that the stormtroopers have these badass uniforms and armor and stuff, but yet they get shot once and they die. So why wear the armor? Um, because, uh, it's a lot cheaper to get, um, people of, you know, you know, uh, acting wise. Yes. It's cheaper to pay someone that their face isn't in the movie, but damn it, Mike, you know, 
They uh, yeah, and if if they don't say anything, you don't have to pay them very much either. Like, there's all these weird rules, like uh, part of the guild stuff. But but even so, if they're not wearing a helmet, they could aim better, and they probably would be a lot more effective. So why have the uniforms at all? I know, I know, it's all the fucking Hollywood shit. But Mike, I love my stormtroopers; they're awesome. But they, no. <laughs> all right, sorry, Matt. I I basically purposely drop that in there just to just to rile you up of course of course so (laughs) you know i can keep going i mean like the clones the clones are amazing i mean clone wars just ended the final season it was a very satisfying ending well worth a watch yes it's a cartoon but it is very good uh yeah i've been meaning to watch it i heard it's really good. very good uh watch it first and then watch rebels uh rebels is also very good but they do some things in rebels i wasn't a huge fan of so 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 uh to get back to extraction mike uh, what what do you want to spoil about it i mean like okay so why i say saving private ryan is that whole final scene is takes place on that bridge and then you know chris hemsworth's character basically does what tom hanks's character does in saving private ryan he sacrifices himself so the the younger person can live uh yeah i actually was thinking also that it was saving private ryan-esque in the um save a person kind of yeah yeah like 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 you know the point of this movie is to extract this this child or teenager yeah preteen i don't know teenager character um from the bad guys to the good guys um i see you know uh man on fire because you know it's um somewhat that kind of uh plot as well except you know with uh man on fire which i love that movie because it's very revenge oriented um he just goes and (laughs) your revenge (laughs) uh yeah (laughs) he just goes and uh hunts everyone down in this movie he's not really hunting people down as much as he's trying to protect uh the so it's more of the first part of uh man on fire where he's trying to protect the uh the kid um you know what i didn't get is like this takes place in india i think it i don't know if they ever say it's supposed to be india in the film but it it seems like it's like an entire town that's surrounded by a river that's run by this one gangster and he rules the whole thing where's the government on this yes clearly he's paying off the police and the military and all that stuff that's in the town but where's the rest of it india is a very large country with a i think somewhat stable military so that might be really, really unrealistic, a gangster running a whole town. But again, you know, there are gangsters that, and well, not gangsters, but cartels that run entire large cities down in Mexico. So maybe it's drawing parallels from that. Yeah, no, uh, may- maybe it is. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That That's just my, you know, in ability to know more about India, I guess you would say. I just don't know. Yeah, I do like that these movies are, like you said earlier, um, being filmed in different locations, like uh, besides just, you know, uh, London, uh, New York, L.A., um, I guess, uh, let's see, any, anywhere else that's real big? I don't know. Uh, everything's in Georgia, uh, partly because of tax credits or Canada. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> yep, but... All right, Mike. Well, uh, should we do it? Should we stop talking about extraction and give people our numbers? Yes, let's do it, man. All right, Mike. I guess I'll go first since uh, 
I said it and I brought it up. So that means I'm damned with it. Let's see if uh, we can make it seven since COVID that we agree on. Jesus, dude. Maybe we're both just sick in the head. I mean, at least we didn't agree on uh, what the hell was that? Um, Gosh, what episode was that? It wasn't America Pie. It was the one before America Pie. Code 8. Code 8 we didn't agree on, right? No, yeah, we did not agree on Code 8. Finally. All right, so, Mike, I give Extraction three and a half out of five reels. Okay. Uh, Very good, man. Um, I think it was good. You know, it's it's good. It's worth a watch if you're an action fan or a Chris Hemsworth fan, but it's not a must-see. It's definitely something that... I'm glad it was put on Netflix so people could get out there and see it. But if it was in the theaters, I don't think it would have been successful. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to give this one two and a half reels. Two and a half. Uh, wow. It, it, it's okay. Um, the action, you know, the action is the best part of this movie. And, uh, like you said, Matt, uh, I'm glad they put it on Netflix because, uh, it might not have done as well in the theaters, but talking about theaters and stuff, and doing as well, I don't, I I really wonder, so with theaters and the box office and stuff, we kind of have a clear, like, model. We kind of know that the theater makes some money, the movie studios make some money, there's some distribution costs and things, but when, like, Netflix makes a movie, like, we don't know how much it costs. I mean, I I think IMDb has some estimates and stuff, but we don't really know how much a movie costs. And then if, uh, let's say, 70 million people watch it, like, is that is that worthwhile? Like, I always wonder, like, I love Netflix, but the way that they make money is so different that it's hard to, like, break up, like, us streaming it and telling you to stream it uh how does that help them like you know like i think it's all about selling subscriptions so the better movies the more subscriptions you get maybe i don't know but i mean honestly all the people i know for the most part that have netflix you know they pay for it outright i only know a handful of people that uh i guess you would call streaming steal you know they use someone else's account but most of the people I know, they just flat out pay for it. Yeah, I I just wonder like, um, like obviously certain movies that they've released are, are like, The Bright I think was uh, fairly well watched. Um, uh, Bird Box was definitely well watched. Yeah, Bird Box was huge. This one they were saying was going to be like one of their biggest movies ever, and I think it did fine, but it's not in their top ten anymore. Yeah, extraction, uh, you know, is a, is a big one. Six underground, but I mean, part of the reason that these are big is they highlight them a lot, and then they have big name stars in them. You know, you got your Sandra Bullock, your Will Smith, your uh, Chris Hemsworth, um, uh, Ryan Reynolds. So it's like all these big stars, and and that's fine. Like I. Uh, I I just wonder what is viewed as a success on Netflix versus how the box, like the box office is kind of like simple to understand. And Netflix is like 
complicated. Yeah, well, it's because Netflix doesn't have to be transparent because they do it all themselves. They don't have to tell anybody shit. So if you know me and you are the only people that watch Extraction, they're not going to tell anybody that. Yeah, no, you're you're right. They don't have to tell anybody anything. But I mean the the subscriptions go to feed what content is made and then they make certain content and then I know that's supposed to drive more subscriptions. And I don't know if it drives more subscriptions or just holds pre- people on it. Obviously, you know, I've been a Netflix member since uh 2005. So, um I I've been in there for really? a while. Really? I have been a um, member longer than you? Yeah, I think so, How man. That, how's that possible? Because I mean, I've been in, I've been a member of Netflix since. Well, you probably didn't get it at the dorm, and you lived in the dorms longer than I did. I signed up for Netflix my either sophomore or junior year of college, and I've never stopped ever. No, no yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I've had Netflix. Uh, I signed up in uh 2005 for the dvd service and uh have been a customer ever since um one time i called customer service because the streaming broke this is a while back when they were migrating on to amazon web services and they were having some issues and the guy was like um looking at it and he's told a surfer california accent he's like whoa man you've been a a, a customer for a long time <laughs> yeah like, i was like honestly I, nice. I i would have to look but i think i have been a member of netflix since at least 2002 maybe 2002 dude wow that's, that's 18 years dude, you might have got it you might have got it right at launch i think that might have been right when it, it was started. pretty close to launch yeah it was pretty close to launch because I got it, I paid for it, and my, you know, you got three DVDs in the mail, and I thought that was the greatest thing on earth. And then I remember we didn't even have any distribution hubs in Arizona yet. I would get the disc from like California, and then one day, I, all of a sudden, the return address was Phoenix. I was like, "Oh yes, this is great! I'm gonna get these from Phoenix. I'm gonna get them so much faster now." And it like changed my life. <laughs> I thought it was a brilliant idea. I still think it was a brilliant idea. Um, I somewhat miss going to a Blockbuster every once in a while, but uh, Blockbuster just, they they cost too much, man. They just, they blew it. They really just blew it. Like, when they tried to make their Blockbuster online, they did it in a, such a weird way, in a convoluted way. It just didn't work. And some people were working its system so hard that it wasn't working, and ah, it was... It was bad. R.I.P. Hastings. I liked my blockbuster runs, but it was it was all about Hastings. Go ahead, Mike. Pour one out for Hastings. Ah, oh, Hastings. Hastings was Hastings was awesome, but it was only in smaller markets, Matt. So a lot of people uh, who didn't live in smaller towns probably have no idea what we're talking about. But Hastings was a uh, book media. It was a media outlet uh, of everything. Books, magazines, music, vinyl, uh, video games, uh, toys. Software, but uh, that that went away. Yeah, they phased that out eventually. But uh, for a little while, they sold like uh, uh, PC games and uh, operating systems. They sold like Windows and stuff for a while. I think I bought Windows 98 there, maybe. You might have, man. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, RIP Hastings, I miss you. 
We miss you dearly. I mean, I still, to the day our shut down here in Prescott, I still shop there. I didn't rent anything, but I, I bought like comic books and regular books and magazines and music from there. I didn't rent any. Uh, movies, somewhat so. of a mashup of uh, like a, a Best Buy and um, uh, like a um, books, uh, Barnes and Noble kind of, because it's like a lot of like books and, and media, like, like, like reading things, but then also lots of video and then like rentals and and selling of of things but but no like real tech stuff some tech things but like very like like just nothing like tvs and like computers and stuff but i I don't know so it's kind of like a a mix of those two in some ways that's just what i was gonna say is they didn't sell any of the tech stuff so i mean it's like a a barnes and noble on steroids it's just a media media hub, you know, a media outlet, and everybody hung out there. I mean, if we weren't buying and renting stuff, people would just hang out there and check stuff out. I mean, I remember in high school, but you know, enough enough about that, Mike. We've talked about Hastings before. We we love Hastings. It was, All right. it was yeah, a good spot. Yeah. So so, Mike, um, we're running a little long here, and so I've given you extra time to think about what movie you want to review for next week because it is your choice. I picked extraction so what movie pray tell mysterious mike talent are we talking about next week all right man so i've been thinking about this a lot i think with the current times that are going on i think it's good that we we watch a a fun movie a feel-good movie i think we should watch fire back to no I think we should watch Back to the Future, which is streaming on Netflix. Actually, Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3 are streaming on Netflix. But I figure we'll just pick one unless you want... Matt, do you want to do all three? Kind of like a huge Do you know how long that freaking podcast would be? All right, all right. We'll do Back to the Future 1 just because, you know, it's a fun movie. And I feel like people, you know, myself included, like I... I, I really miss going out and doing anything. So uh, let's watch a good movie, uh, a fun movie to 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 watch, and n- nothing um, nothing too serious, nothing too much dramatic. Well, the other suggestion I would think we could do is we can just commit right now, and the next three podcasts will be Back to the Future one, two, and three. Uh, will that align with our? Uh... And we just knock all three of them out right now with uh that that movie that we wanted we were talking about before the pod oh, hell the no. uh the um the, the 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 disney plus exclusive oh, hell no because this would come out next week i mean this will come out this week duh back to the future will come out next week back to the future 2 would come out the week after that and then hold on let me go to the next month actually you know what it would align because back to the future oh, 3 all right would come out the week the whatever that Disney one is you want to do, it would come out that week because it comes out uh, June twelfth. All right. So for the listeners, it's Artemis Fowl is the movie that I don't remember that. It's a weird ass dude. I'm in, sorry. In in, in a uh, few weeks, uh, but it's not out yet, and it's coming out to Disney Plus. But originally, it was supposed to be a theater release. So uh, we will touch on some of that controversy. 
uh, in the next few pods, I think. So you're you're it's up to you, Mike. We we can discuss it, but we we're definitely doing Back to the Future the original, but it could be just our summer Back to the Future retrospective. Well, that you know that that would be fun, man. And you know, uh, I love, I love some Back to the Future. Oh man, me too. They're such great movies. So much fun. All right. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it on the, on the next pod, where uh, our final, um, not our final. What the hell am I thinking? Sorry. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk about it on our next pod, where we review the first Back to the Future, Back to the Future One, or just Back to the Future from nineteen eighty four, eight. I eight. think that's right. The freaking movie takes place in eighty four. Um, let me let me let oh, me double hell, check. Now dude. I feel like an idiot because I don't know this. 85, 85. 85. Okay, I was close. I was close. I I was going back and forth. It was either 84 or 85. Anyways, okay, so let's do that. Next week, Back to the Future, the original currently streaming on Netflix. But of course, like a true film nerd, I don't need it because I have the 30th anniversary trilogy on Blu-ray. That's wonderful, man. That's wonderful. I'm a nerd. And you have access to my digital download, so you could watch it that way as well. <laughs> I should I should compare the streams versus Netflix. Oh, stream. that'd be interesting. Just fire them all up at once. Have like three Back to the Futures going at the same time. I could. It'd be weird, <laughs> but I could. Give me something to do. Yeah, let's see how the 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 internet handles that. Take that, Sparklight. <laughs> All right, Mike, we've gone way over time, but it was fun. It was good times. We had some interesting conversations. If you don't like our interesting conversations and all you want to hear is us just talk about movies, let us know. Write us an email and we will ignore it. All right. <laughs> um, on that note, uh, I think we should uh, wrap this up. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, like Matt said, we'd love to hear some feedback. Uh, catch us at all the socials and uh, we will uh, catch you next week to uh, review back to the future thank you for listening to the real film nerds now don't forget to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at real film nerds now go out and catch a movie I have a feeling it's a film nerd on the line on Magic 99.1. Am I right? Of course you are. <laughs> Good morning, Matt Hinshaw. How's it going? It's going all right. How are you doing this beautiful morning, Lisa? You know, I cannot complain. Nobody would listen anyway, so why bother, right? I don't know about that. You have a lot of people <laughs> listening right now, so. Uh, well, I have nothing to complain about, as a matter of fact. So I'm glad you called in. Do you have anything to complain about? The list is so long, it would take forever. <laughs> so uh, we'll just skip it, and we'll just talk about movies okay, today. Okay, okay, smart, wicked smart. What are we talking about? Well, you, I, I watched it. You told me you were going to watch I it. Didn't. I don't know if you did. I didn't. I played so much golf, Matt. I just didn't have the time to watch. So tell us all about it. What's it like being a fancy pants <laughs> golf person? <laughs> you know, it's not so bad. Not so bad, especially so bad. right now, right? That's exactly right. Nice and empty, warm outside. Oh, it's beautiful. Just beautiful. So while you were sitting inside, what were you watching? I watched Thor, a.k.a. Chris Hemsworth's mm. latest film, Extraction. And what did you think? 
I thought it was all right. It oh, wasn't good, bad. Good. It's um, action-packed. The story is a little lackluster. Um, it's kind of like a uh, combination between, like, Saving Private Ryan and, like, John Wick and maybe even almost Michael Bayish. It's uh, If you're into action flicks, this is a good one to watch. You'll really enjoy it. But, again, the story's kind of rough. It's, it's not a terrible story. It's just not... I don't know. It's a very, if anyone has seen Man on Fire, it's very much kind of like Man on Fire in a way, but not nearly as good. Okay, so they're really relying on the action to uh, bring people in and keep them interested. Yes, and it is fantastic. There's one particular scene you can look up how they shot it on YouTube and everywhere where I believe it was the director. It might have been just the director of photography, actually sat on the roof of a car as it chased around another car to get the right shots that he wanted. And that scene is hands down the best scene in this movie. It is incredible. Oh, it sounds awesome. Now, Netflix says that they think that this movie will surpass any other viewing record of any of their other originals. I've heard that. I don't know if it will, but I mean, there's, Maybe. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Okay. I don't know. Depends how much people really like action. I mean, you know, Michael Bay did that one I reviewed, a, what, a few months ago. I don't even, I'm blanking on the name, but it was a heck of a lot more action than this. It's a lot bigger name. I mean, Sam Hargrave is the director of this film, and he's pretty well known. And Joe Russo was involved with doing the screenwriting. He's pretty well known. And then Chris Hemsworth, obviously. Yeah. But outside of that, there's not like a whole lot of big name stars in this film. Okay. But maybe that's enough. I don't know. I I mean, again, the action is great, but the story, it's, the story's just okay. Okay. So I, I don't know. I mean, I could see it doing well, but. We'll have to see. Their best ever? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. They've, they've had some good stuff. So. How, how many reels are you going to give it this morning? I'm going with three and a half. Three and a half out of five reels. Okay, so yeah. watch yeah. it if you have some time, but uh, don't, like, call in sick just to watch this movie. No, no. If you if you don't have anything else kind of going on or you're a huge action fan or a big Chris Hemsworth fan, definitely watch it. Okay. Because he does a fantastic job. And he doesn't hide his accent in this. He's supposed to be Australian, which Very is cool. Very cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. Again, it's Extraction on Netflix. You guys can catch Matt on his very own podcast. It's called, it's called The Real Film Nerds. And uh, thank you for calling in this morning on Magic. Yeah, thank you, Lisa. You're welcome.